Welcome to TNT. I'm Tanner Mounts alongside me, Sean Tansky. It's another hump day edition here. Um, it's kind of it's been a while. I had some car troubles Monday, so we didn't get the record. So it's good to see you again, Sean. How are we feeling today? Not too bad. Good to see you as always, brother. Glad uh, we finally got our schedules aligned this week. It's been a uh, you said a pretty crazy past couple of days. Pretty yeah. busy past couple of days for both of us. So uh, happy. That uh, we got a sense of normalcy on this Wednesday, even though it's gloomy outside. Yeah, I know. T- tomorrow's supposed to be about 70, though. I know. Beautiful. It's insane. So. It's I, absolutely I, I, insane. I'm looking to get, get outside, um, see see what I can do outside on a nice day. But um, we'll jump right into it. It's been a while, so we have a lot of different options for uh, our heat check today. And I'll let you get started because uh, it hits home for both of us, so... Take it away, Sean. Yeah, so yesterday, uh, the West Virginia baseball team went to number 13, Maryland, and upset them for Maryland's home opener. It was just a one-game uh, series, but they beat the Mar- Maryland – I can never pronounce what they're – Terrapins. Terrapins. They beat them 8-6, to six, uh, large in part. Uh, West Virginia tacked on five in the first inning, and they were able to hold on. But, boy, Mar- <laughs> Maryland made it close. Uh there later in the game but yeah no it was a really good start for this uh really good win uh for this team early uh they had a rough series against georgia southern uh where they only won one out of three of those games so they lost a series but were able to bounce back big against the 13th ranked team in the country um i mean it's <laughs> when college baseball starts that's how i know MLB uh, MLB baseball is right around the season. I uh, can't wait. Um, yeah, so good win for the Mountaineers and baseball's coming back. And I, I miss baseball a lot. Uh, spring training games open up this Saturday, by the way. I you don't care. I don't. I don't know if I've ever watched a spring training game. Would you get, if you went down to where where do the Yankees practice? Uh, Tampa, I believe. Somewhere would you go there. down for some? Like, would you go down to watch spring training games? Nobody plays. See, I, it's always been a bucket list of mine. I want to go to some spring training games, so I'm excited. Why? Because you oh, know, like a regular want, season game. Want it's it'll be in spring training. It'll be it'll still be February, so I'll be in a warm climate in February. Something I've never done in my life. Do I get to? Hey, watch it's gonna be baseball. seventy tomorrow. That's a warm climate right there. Yeah, but you know what I mean. For all we know, it's gonna be freezing next week and snowing. I don't know. I mean, to me. Regular season baseball is tough to watch, let alone then spring training, which doesn't even count. Like, like I can't even watch the preseason of NFL. I literally don't care one bit about that. That's different. How is that any different? Because starters do play in spring training. Hardly. You see like an inning or two from your pitcher. Yeah, but you get the batting order a couple times. In a game or two. I don't know. I'm just excited. I guess I'm a sicko when it comes to baseball. I I mean, it's just baseball game. It's such a long season already where each game, each series doesn't really matter individually. And then you add spring training to that, which is doesn't even count. I I mean, I watch an unhealthy amount of baseball games a year, so that'll probably continue this year. I keep I mean, I keep it on the background, but I'm not really sweating over any of them. But 
Um, yeah, no, I, I am looking forward to baseball season, not necessarily excited for spring trading. I mean, it's just like, eh. That's fair. But, That's uh, fair. Uh, we'll jump into my heat check, and that is the Miami Heat signing Kevin Love uh, over the Sixers, which were the other candidates. I texted you right away. He, the Heat, uh, after the buyout, were the front runners, but he did want to meet with Philly before he made it official. Oh, I mean, um, it was obviously was going who's, to – who's not going to Miami for half a year? Hey, he wants that culture, man. No, wants that Miami wants, culture. No, he wants the city of Miami. Itself. He wants that. He no, wants that he Miami wants, culture. He wants the city of Miami, and a better run front organization, front no, office. You, listen, you go Play from you go from Cleveland, which is from all accounts I've heard, not fun to be in, to Miami. Oh my lord, I'm taking that every time. Hey, hey, oh, hey. Miami. I think Miami, uh, that was, if you look back, at, they also signed Cody Zeller. If you look back at what they were able to do, um, they basically traded Dwayne Dedman in a second round pick for some cash, Kevin Love, and Cody Zeller. Um, not the not the uh, the moves that Miami Heat fans were hoping for, but they definitely did get better during this whole uh, buyout, trade deadline, whatever you want to call it, week, week and a half, so... Looking forward to seeing Kevin Love. It's, they haven't had a stretch big since Kelly Olynyk, and he was a, he was big for them, um, especially in that that bubble season. Having that pick and pop guy along with Bam down low just opens everything up a lot more. Something they haven't had in forever. Dwayne Dedman was just you couldn't have him out there on the floor with Bam because he was just a worse Bam that just clogged up the paint. <laughs> um, so I, I'm excited to see what happens. The the chemistry seems to kind of already be there. Them mocking each other. On social media, um, Bam calling out Kevin Love saying he better make some bleeping shots. And then uh, Kevin Love responded to that comment saying, like, well, you better create some bleeping space. So um, I, I'm excited to see how it works to make a late playoff push because I've always said you just got to get Jimmy to the playoffs and all of a sudden you have a top seven, top six player in the, in the league there that carries you. Um, so we'll see what Kevin Love adds. A new element. I was kind of hoping for more like like a Jay Crowder, something along those lines. But uh, Kevin Love shined a little bit earlier in the season before they took his minutes away. They were ready to move on to their their young team, their young core. Didn't really play much uh, there in the latter stages of the season. So we'll see see what he brings to Miami. I'm assuming he'll start, maybe not right away, but definitely at some point. And you'd assume come playoff time. Uh, and they're also getting the uh, the uh, Omar Yurtsefin back too, which I don't remember. He went on that stretch last year. He had like 14 straight 10-plus uh, yeah. rebound games. Yeah. So uh, definitely improving at, uh, in height and length and rebounding, which is something they've struggled in all season. So we'll see how that goes forward. Um, I'm also going to do a little bit of a bonus just because I was geeking over this during the weekend, and that is Tiger Woods um, and his – Genesis invitation score specifically round three when he was able to open up with an eagle on hole one and got everyone into it. He finished round three with four under, which put him, I believe, five under. Maybe it was four under on the round altogether. He was sitting just outside the top ten, way, way out of the lead because Rom just put on a master class of a show and it was very it was his to lose, but um, fans were excited, you know, Tiger Woods coming back, maybe placing top 10 in his first, uh, first tour event. So that, it was so good to see, see Tiger, some of those shots that he hit. Um, 
especially from with his driver. Uh, he was fantastic late in late in his round, which is something that he's usually struggled with because of his leg. Um, because of how he exhausted his ankle, he gets his driver being able to get that power, keep that accuracy. But he was fantastic uh, with the big stick. So looking forward to seeing his next event. Uh, Masters are coming up. He'll definitely be in that one. Maybe he gets one more before that. But uh, good start for Tiger. The world loves it. It was crazy to see uh, the the crowd that follows him despite not being in the lead whatsoever. Uh, it, it's it's crazy to watch. It makes golf super exciting. But uh, we'll jump into the weekend recap after that uh, that threefold heat check there. A little, little, a little threefold. Um, but the, the, all, the obvious thing that went on this weekend was the all-star weekend for the NBA. And I got to admit, not the worst weekend, but it ended on a very bad note. Uh, well, it was <laughs> – I watched that game, and my biggest takeaway is – uh, I wanted to watch almost anything else. I was very bored during it. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, and, and the problem is I don't really know what they could do to fix it. I mean, it's really all on the players, of course, if you haven't watched it. Um, pretty much uh, just a shoot around, pretty much. No defense that was expected. Um I don't think but even like expecting it to be that but, bad. Well, but like every – I feel like the past few years they actually tried when the quarter yeah. was winding yeah. down because they wanted to win it for their charities. And then in the – I mean, that kept it close. And then, in the, the and then in the fourth quarter they would pre, uh, play pretty hard. I mean, I remember the one a few years ago they were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And this year it's like yeah, – that felt like a game seven of the yeah, NBA just, Finals. And this year just – I mean, you could see uh, – clips and like uh pictures of frame like you if you pause the game and took a picture there's they're all just standing around all the one guy has the ball and shooting and doing something it's just i mean we expected we all know that the uh all these types of games are pretty <laughs> pretty lax when they come with everything there's no really high stakes but i don't know i was just expecting something more uh definitely disappointing um like even uh tatum and brown going back and forth i feel like any other year that would have been cooler but but this year just oh okay (laughs) yeah because they went back and forth but also didn't like they just let the other each other kind of do whatever they wanted it was i don't know it it was definitely disappointing um i didn't watch i couldn't watch the three-point contest um, but I saw, <laughs> I saw the reaction to, uh, uh, Julius Randall's kid after his dad's yeah. performance. That was funny. I mean, nobody expected him to do anything. That was kind of just a, we'll give the nod to a forward. I, I mean, Carl Anthony yeah. Towns won it last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it def- I was, uh, the air of, uh, disappointment is lingering. Cause I, I, I thought it would be a bit better. Uh, but I'd say everything I really, leading up to I don't to really it. think uh, it, it definitely stinks because it's definitely going to affect how I view future all-star games. Like I was actually pretty, I was fairly excited going into this weekend and now I don't think I'll be as excited next year and so on and so forth. Like even, you know, Mike Malone saying that was the worst game of basketball. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it stinks. And it also stinks that LeBron got hurt. Uh, hurt his finger, so he didn't play. And then Giannis. That uh, was – don't even get me started yeah. on that. that. So it was you I was talking about because, yeah, yeah. That Giannis, is so – Yeah, he, he took a – pretty much took a spot from someone else. Yeah, like it, he obviously knew he was going to do that. He said before the game, oh, I'm going to try to give it everything I have. You know, see how, how it feels and all that. But it was very, very obvious. He got the ball and was like, all right, I'm going to try to dunk it, then foul and get out of the game, get my two points. But if you – just say you're not going to play. You still get to draft your team. Kevin Durant did it. You still get to draft your team. You still get to be there. You still get to coach. And then you also just get another player who has the opportunity to play in the All-Star game. Give them that experience. It could have been like a Trey Young who, I don't know, if was he on it last year? Was he not on it? I don't remember. I don't know if he's ever been an All-Star, but if he hasn't been, it's only been like once. Give him that experience again, that opportunity I don't know. It, it just felt very selfish uh, by Giannis to go out there, dunk, foul, and sit out the rest of the game when if you just sit out, you know, you give that roster spot to someone else. But I don't know. It wasn't that, – that game I don't think was a true representation of how the weekend went. Everyone's going to remember that. That's obviously the focal point of the weekend. It's something that the, probably the most people watch. But other than that, I'd say every event – was fairly decent um including the celebrity game which was fantastic by the way i don't know if you watched that i watched like the first quarter it was re- it was actually really good um you had dk metcalf that was yeah i saw that uh he I, was phenomenal highlights but we knew that coming in i mean if he didn't perform there it would be pretty embarrassing on his part yeah but i mean just the effort that everyone put in too was was fun to watch and then obviously it was a close game they added new things with like the ruffles uh, like double points or whatever. Yeah. Um, the four-point line is always exciting. Having players mic'd up. Richard Jefferson was amazing. Went from broadcast to officiating to playing. Yeah. Uh, they Dwayne Wade in the shootout at halftime. That was a little disappointing, but uh, he actually lost the three-point contest, which was <laughs> really funny to me. Uh, I was I was laughing the whole time. Uh, who was the uh, the Carlos Boozers? The other person they brought back for yeah. a former player, which was you know he was the last person I ever would have guessed. Uh, that was cool to watch him and Richard Jefferson out there. It end, almost ended on a 40-foot buzzer beater to win the game. If they had another half second, yeah. the Miz put one in that would have won it for him. But it, it was it, it was fun to watch. It was comical. Um, it was entertaining. The effort was there. It wasn't like they were also just letting people run up and down the floor. Obviously, the skill level wasn't wasn't quite there, but. You know, to me, the celebrity contest, I don't watch for good plays more than I do. Like, all right, let's let's watch these celebrities make a fool out of themselves. And, I mean, and I thought it was really well done. The things that they added to keep fans engaged was awesome. Uh, I didn't know. I don't know if they always do this. I didn't think so. That the Rising Stars Challenge was at the same time. I didn't know that either. I, I thought they I, were doing it like yeah, after. Times. Um, yeah. But the celebrity game was on ESPN while the Rising Stars was on TNT. So I didn't get to really watch any of that. Rising stars. I did see some highlights. Scooter Henderson had a good game. Um, he performed pretty well. Obviously, Alvarado got MVP. He did his thing. He looked good. Uh, Grimes from New York. Yeah. Uh, he he had a stretch there where I think he put in like twenty two or so. Uh, I could be wrong. Don't don't take my <laughs> word on that one. Somewhere around there, give or take, probably four or five points. But uh. I wish I could have seen that because I would have liked to see the you know the competition and the tournament that they implemented. I heard good things about it. I heard it was exciting. It was competitive. Players tried. 
because they wanted to win that they you know the ride stars challenge usually is yeah. um, unless you're you have that Trey and luca where they they know what they are everyone knows who they are um they don't really try because they have nothing really to prove they've proved it throughout the season but this season it seemed like there's a lot of rookies that wanted to yeah. prove something yeah. so that was that was exciting to watch and then moving over to saturday um i actually made my girlfriend watch it on my phone with me while we were out to eat wow because um, i had to put it on i was like i was like we're talking about this on the podcast so wow. I, i'm gonna have to watch it wow 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 yeah uh she was all for it though it was she was good sport um but we we watched the the skills contest and actually surprisingly enough we went to uh, the the tap house the mountaineer tap house they didn't have it on tv i asked if we, they could switch it and they're like we don't switch our channels it's the tap house by the stadium yeah I've never. I've heard good things about that. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's yeah. really good. I've never been there. I heard it's really good though. Um, that's weird that they wouldn't have it on. But. Yeah, and they were like, "No, we don't have TNT." Uh, I feel like it's a pretty big sports channel to not have TNT, but I guess they only have the ESPN package. I, I don't know, but so I had to put it on my phone. We watched it on my phone, and I mean, it, it was fun. It was. It was a little. I forgot how weird the passing competition is. That yeah. one was weird. Yeah. Oh wait, quick, quick point you said that they don't have tnt uh they better get on that before march yeah. <laughs> march madness begins i mean you gotta maybe, get that you gotta get that you gotta get tnt tbs cbs cbs and what's the one random one there's always that one random that always gets uh the college games it's one of it's i forget which it's like they never have sports any other time except for i i know you're it's, it's not like true tv is it I, it might be well, I think True, True TV is like a partner with TBS. Yeah, which is why it's always funny that. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. CBS owns also TBS yeah, and yeah. all those. Yeah, so they better get on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd work on work on getting that for uh, March Madness. Anyway, continue. I, I mean, that could be something that they just like a monthly thing. That all right, we'll pick it yeah, up for true. this month yeah, or so. Pick it up from it. late <laughs> the end of March, beginning of April. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, the passing one was. A little weird um just watching them pass the ball through big circles for points rapidly was that wasn't the most exciting but um the the relay is fun they've always kind of done that in the past they used to just be like one player would do it and that's your time and that's how the whole skills challenge would be now there's a whole other element to that and i love the i love the shooting things that you have to shoot over like the big windmills you have to shoot over did you see those at all yeah so my like Like the skills competition is actually what I look forward to the least every year because I just I don't really find it I don't know I I don't I don't really find it enjoyable to watch that much, um, so I was just watching it like eh like okay <laughs> like to me it's just it's like what you want it's like I'm watching it because I'm waiting for the dunk contest pretty much that that that's my big takeaway so I think the dunk contest is the least entertaining. Yeah, but that's always, but it's like historically, you're just like, oh, maybe this year this one goes down, and even when it's history. even when it's good, it's not that great. Uh, yeah, the, recently, yeah, but uh, it's it's just always in the back of my mind, like, oh, maybe I this mean, year we have, maybe this year we have something comes close to Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. <laughs> but even that, like, you watch one dunk every five minutes. Like the event itself is not. Yeah, they need to change the time limit stuff. Uh, they need. Well, because they more... need the judges score, and then the players have to like think about their next dunk, and then actually performing the dunk, and then all the replays that you watch of it. Like, don't the dunks are exciting, but it's like, 
All right. You dunked it. Now we're going to watch the replay. What it really, what Austin Regan really did to me though, this year was just like, man, can we just get through this so I could get basketball back next weekend? Like not at having one game on, but you know, obviously besides college, I was like, Oh, come on. Like maybe it always makes me miss basketball. Like every time. I'm like, I don't, just I don't, I don't really watch the regular season that much. So I, that's why I like the all-star weekend. Cause I actually like watch it. I like seeing the personality of players. That's why I love all all-star weekends, all, the Pro Bowl, like I think you get an in-depth or a better look at who players are and, you know, what kind of person they are, how, like, the jokes that they make, the relationships that they have with other players. Like, to me, that is what makes it so great. Other people want to see, like, all these, you know, want to see the best of the best, like, all play. But I don't know, that that's never going to happen. It never has happened it, you'll never get the best to actually play a game. The closest thing we had was 2019 in that last five minutes of the game. How many people actually stayed up to watch that? I don't know. Probably not as many as because the rest of the game wasn't an actual game. Uh, and that was pretty late at night. So to me, like, it's more than about what you're watching, more so than, like, you know, all the things they do off the court, all the things, all the mic'd up. I love when players are mic'd up. Uh, you talk about like you don't really like the MLB All Star Game. I like I love it because you can mic players up. It's you not can that talk I don't like it. It's just I'm excited for the home run derby more, and then I'm like, okay, the height of my weekend's done pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just it, it's I love hearing players mic'd up, hearing learn like seeing who players are, kind of getting getting to like know them. I guess um, obviously not on a personal level, but more than just who they are as an athlete. And I think the M- NBA did a really good job of that this year. They had Luca mic'd up during the game on yeah. Sunday. Like that was cool to hear him talk during the game. You don't usually hear that during basketball, but uh, we'll move on. The, the shooting part of the skills top competition was cringy. Um, the rookies were only able to score like two points. Yeah. Um, the, the Giannis and his brothers only scored like eight. It was, it was rough. Yeah. I, I mean, I was hoping for a tie, so that we would have a, a half court. But yeah. it, it did not. Uh, at that point, I was just like, just, just get it over with. Yeah. I'm done. We needed, we needed the Giannis brothers to win it to get a tie. Uh, Giannis and his brothers, not the Giannis brothers. Um, and once they put up eight, I was like, well, clearly we're not getting a tie. So now let's go rookies. Let's go Paolo. I'm a big Duke guy. I'm rooting for Paolo. They put up two points. I'm like, well, now I'm rooting for the tie again. Like, let's only score eight points here, um, or less than eight points. But uh, that that was really cringy. But Team Utah was able to walk away with it. I'm excited for the home crowd. Ugly uniforms. I I hate their rebranding. I really, really don't like their uniforms at all. Like even the ones they wore, those are probably the most passable, minus the throwback like purple ones with the with the mountain up i don't like utah's uniforms at all the really. new ones that they yes use, i, they I use I, right now i hate them i think they're easily the ugliest uh with the, the, the black and yellow i don't like them it's so bland and then the the one that they have those colors in verse it looks terrible and then their white ones are terrible i think they you think the white ones here are terrible yeah i think their entire color palettes are terrible the white ones with the the yellow stripes around like the the neck and the sleeves and yes i do you think those are the worst jerseys in the nba yeah yeah it's not even close i can give you the font like yeah they're boring but color wise they're just so they're just so boring 
Like the, the, the black ones they wore, those are like arguably their most passable. It just says Utah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying font. Like I'm, I'll give you that they're boring, but not color-wise. They're, they're not no, ugly. They're, no, I don't like them at all. To be the ugliest jerseys in the NBA. To me, yes. What would you have lower? I mean, I would need a list of all the NBA jerseys. Like the only one I think could come close. Uh, I don't like... <laughs> I think uh, the Hornets ones are weird. I like the color combos, though. I just don't like what they do all the time. I don't know. Um, no, I I don't like the Jazz. I don't. I don't like that they rebranded. I think the colorway is very, very nice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really. I'm not big on the Hornets either. But is this the new one? Is this the new one? No, these are the old ones I'm looking at. I don't know. I, it's impossible to find a list of all the NBA jerseys that look up. Yeah, no, I, I just... I, don't. I wouldn't say that the Sixers are the most exciting ones. They All they say is Phila. Like, that's all most teams say is where they're yeah, from. But no, it's just, I don't... Like, I thought the ones that they had were fine. And then they changed them. And I'm like, why? That was so unnecessary. Well, you have to change them. No, you don't. Yes, you do. It's the last time Miami changed their jerseys. They get like their different city of jerseys, and then they have that, different. No, that doesn't count ca- because they have you have to change those every year. Yeah, I'm aware of that, but they still have their different. Like they've changed little things about their jerseys. You know why? Because people want to buy the new jerseys. Like you change, you know, the different. Um, if you look at what they're wearing, like, like one you, year they got rid of the wishbone collar, and then went to the regular one, and then people were upset by that. So the next season they went back to the wishbone. Okay, collar. I'm Things saying like if pretty much they've had the same jerseys. That I could remember, like for as long as my life, the Heat have had the same jerseys. You could, you would know more about the in-depth things that they change and whatnot. But if you, <laughs> they would have. I the, look if I look at Dwayne Wade in 2006 when they won it all in that red Miami Heat jersey, and I looked at the red Miami Heat jersey they have today, I would say okay, it's Nike instead of the red one. Adidas. They've kept the same. Yeah, but but same, and I, like yeah, of course. In the LeBron era, they don't have the the whiteout ones anymore, or the I think it was like Lost Heat or whatever L Heat or whatever. Yeah, they did. but those weren't even City of jerseys. Those were just yeah, ones I know, that the regular I know, jerseys. But they, what I, I, but you can you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, because they've changed their jerseys. No, they haven't really. Yes, I know what you mean, and they of course they did because it went from I believe that was Adidas, but had the rights, and then MB, uh then Nike did. But they pretty much have had the same jersey and the same colorways for my entire life, which would encompass your life. The only ones that they've really kept the same are those red jerseys. Everything else, they they don't wear the black ones anymore. They very, very rarely wear the black ones. Those are almost becoming a throwback. When they wear the black, it's the city black, the, the, the vice versa ones. Um yeah, but then they used to have the red, like the white with the red outlines and things like that. And then you flip it around with the black, and they ha- used to do that. Then they have the ones with the, the orange and pink stripes that they used to wear. Yeah, maybe they haven't done it in like six years or so. but They pretty much have been the same. They pretty much keep the same concepts. They kept the red ones, which are the most iconic. That's it. That's literally it. They've got one jersey because no, it's don't they still have the? When's the last time they wore the black ones? When they wear their black, it's almost always the vice versa. 
But the black, it's like a inverse of the red ones now. Yeah, but it's... And they actually changed that to red now. So they had a season where it was red instead of okay, like I it used to be. All right. Like they, It's not huge changes, but they're changing their jerseys every year. They've gotten, I'd say, less exciting as well, but like... Most jerseys have gone less exciting. Most teams... Utah is the definition of the most least exciting jersey. I don't know. I think that bright yellow is pretty cool. No. For Utah. That bright yellow for Utah. If you're listening, go up and look at Utah's jerseys. Are they boring? Yes. Absolutely. Are they not aesthetically appealing? No, they are. Especially the whites. You're saying you hate the whites. That's cool. I hate their jerseys. The jazz logo, all white with the the black outline, and then you have the yellow on the neck and the sleeves like that's tough no if you tall on your waistband no. it's tough what they i'm just saying what they've had what they had was so much better than what they have now i mean yeah because they had some of the most iconic like those like no the i'm John not ta- I'm, yeah i'm not talking about like what they've had the past like the gobert and mitchell era i thought they had pretty solid jerseys at least more exciting than this better design than this i mean it just said it basically is their jerseys were basically the white ones that you don't like except instead of the number it says the word jazz with the logo that's it yeah they look better it's the same thing no it's not so okay aesthetically appealing because they have numbers instead of letters that makes it they're ugly (laughs) we're talking color i'm talking color scheme you think the color schemes are bad Yes, they're cut minus the purple one, the ones they had in the 90s. Those ones are objectively cool. So then you also think the old ones that they had with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are ugly because those are literally the same thing other than the words being different. No, because they have more color options for them. It's the same no, it, thing. Look at this one. Look at that one. That's their vi- That's their city. You said cities are different. You just said the city additions are different. They wear them like their primaries, though. Last Every year they team, did. that's what Miami does. Miami wears their vice versas like their primaries. You just said city editions are different because every team changes them every year. Okay, well they those city. I'm talking like those this. city editions. They did not change. I'm talking this. Their yeah, base these uniform. ones look better. Their base uniforms look better than what they did. Where is black in that color scheme? I'm not. I, I'm not saying that. That's what they should have done, but to say that the black and yellow looks ugly, that's I think that I think their older jerseys are objectively better. Okay, but these aren't ugly. I think they're they're ugly. boring, but they're I, not ugly. I think they're ugly. So you think that black and bright yellow is ugly? Yeah, bright yellow. Yes, I think that's pretty cool. Do you think the Steelers jerseys are ugly? That's a different shade of black, and that's a that's a different shade of uh, yellow. Excuse me, they're kind of just technically gold. They don't have neon, dude. That's literally the Steelers jersey. No, right it there. is not. N- no, oh my no, gosh. no. I I'm will sorry. get. I will get Lambert here, and I think he would. So a little bit of upset. a brighter shade of yellow. Well, Lambert, everything about the Pittsburgh Steelers is he upsets him. That's totally any different. Pittsburgh Steelers fan I could get here would be upset with you just said. That is not. <laughs> but the fact so it's a shade or two brighter makes it completely ugly. Yes, because it's practically neon. But you just said you like their other ones, which are these bright colors. Yes, because it makes sense. It's not neon. They don't have neon jerseys in their older color scheme. What? 
That is, where do you see neon in these? But you just said, I wish I wish we could show the one that you I showed wish we could me. Show. The one that you showed me. I love this one. That's literally neon orange. That is not neon orange. The top is no. absolutely no. Oh my! God. And I said okay. I liked this one more with the darker color palette. No, the one that you've pulled up originally. No, 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 no. It was the one with the darker color palette. That was the original one I pulled up. You just pulled up a different one. No. Yes. You want to look up? I'll I'll pull up the one that you showed me. That's the second one where I said city jerseys are different. You can't talk about city jerseys, and then you said okay. And then you pulled up that website, and it was different. Yeah, because I didn't know those were their city but ones. But you pulled up these originally and said these no, are I, good. No, I did not. I pulled up this one. Pulled up. Click on it. Yeah, look right there. They were right there. That's not the photo that's, you showed yes, me. Yes, it was. That was. I said I like this one, and I pointed out, and you said that's the shitty edition jerseys. And I, oh, I didn't realize that. So I went to this one. I got news for you. Anyway, zoom in on that jersey. The sides of the sleeves are literally the color of the jersey that they have now. It cool. goes it up was to a yellow. Cool. It was a side of a sleeve. It wasn't the primary focus the of the jersey. But you said you don't like any neon. You not said, as the primary color it's not, that it's, you're wearing. It's black. Black is the primary color. And then they have the neon. The neon the neon is fine and little bit and little uh uh uses there. Well, not to be the pro, the second primary color. There's where they get their neon from. Yes, you because said, where it's, do they get it it's from? not highlighting the numbers like it is now. I did not expect us to be on this for the entire for like Neither did 20 I, minutes. Hey, we, Point we, blank period. I don't like the Utah Jazz jerseys. I didn't think, and I don't like the skills competition. <laughs> I think. And I wish you guys could understand They'll what jerseys up. we were yelling at. They'll look it up. They're boring, but I would not say that they're ugly in any I means whatsoever. I would say the Hornets jerseys are ugly. I don't really like how they have those. Um, what are the Grizzlies? For every reason, I'm also thinking. Grizzlies are fine. I like the Grizzlies. I like the color palette. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, I like their dark ones. I think I don't one like of the worst blue. jerseys I don't ever. Like their blue. I think the was the old was the the old like twenty. Let me look what year they came in. The twenty fifteen Hawks all the way to the twenty twenty season or twenty yeah twenty 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 one season like the this one. I hated that. I liked that. I didn't. I hated the court too. I thought their court was ugly. I thought that it was actually. I liked watching games on their court. That's the court. Weren't they wearing those jerseys when they beat the Sixers? No. No? No. They switched at that point. I don't know, man. Sounds no, like you I just hate, hate the Hawks because they beat the Sixers. Well, they also have a coach killer on their team. We could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, McMillan, right? Yeah, yep. Nate. Getting canned from uh, I mean, from Atlanta there. You kind of figure that happens. Superstars always win. Yeah, but I think it's funny how after they went on that run, he was praised as like being one of the best coaches in the NBA. Same with same with uh, Vogel when he was on the Lakers. They yeah. won championship. Yeah. Always oh, the best coach and one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, look at the Pacers teams that he had back in the day, and then they start losing, and it's oh Vogel's terrible. Oh, what, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just same I, with McMillan, but I think McMillan's a good coach. He just comes with some flaws to him. Uh, but anytime, I mean, that's you could say that about any coach. Uh, but yeah, no, he just. Anytime you, it seems, anytime you have beef with a superstar player or a franchise player, odds are, if you're not said franchise player, uh, you're losing. Um, you know, but at least they did it over the All Star break. 
Like they didn't wait a week to see it. At least they gave the team some time, gave him some time to talk about it and everything. Um, yeah, no, but <laughs> Trey Young officially a coach killer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. The Hawks are they had to switch something up because they are in trouble right now. Uh, we'll go. Uh, what are they? Twenty nine and thirty. I guess like we can jump into the standings here and where we're thinking everything's going to go. Yeah, they're currently um, sitting as the eighth seed, which is, you know, worse than they were. I guess last year they were still a playing team, but you know, yeah, Dejounte Murray. You think things are going to be a lot better? They're twenty nine and thirty, sitting three games back from the Heat at the seventh seed. So a little bit of work to do there. Uh, the Heat got better at the All Star break. Uh, the Knicks are currently on a three game win streak. They're hot. We'll see how far the Nets fall, but I mean. They're still five games back from the Nets, uh, or I guess three and a half. Yeah, three and a half games back. No, five and a half games back from the Nets. Excuse me, I can't do math. Three and a half games, five and a half games back from the Nets. But I don't think the Nets will fall that much. They definitely, I don't know. They have good players. They have good players. Five and a half in 20 games is, that's going to be difficult. You got 20 some games left. To make up five and a half, you're gonna have to go on a run. Hope the Nets fall on a losing streak. I think they have good enough players to at least, you know, not lose like five or six in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what the Cavs do, but I mean, the Bucks are making a hard push. They just lost Giannis, but they're currently on a 12 game win streak going into the All Star break. Only a game or a half game back from the Celtics. Sixers sitting three back. You got to think those three teams will probably keep the top three spots unless Giannis. Doesn't come back for a while, and the Bucks struggle without him. Uh, but on the on the Hoopin podcast that I was just on, uh, you can find that on uh, most streaming platforms as well. I don't believe it's on the United Two website just yet. But uh, we were talking, Brian. We had him on our show. He's a big Knicks fan. The Heat currently sit a half spot back. We were talking where we think they're going to end up because uh, neither of us want to be in the plan. We absolutely hate the plan. We think the plan's stupid. And I mean, in, in the in the East, it makes sense because let's say like let's say the season were to finish right now, the Heat would play the Hawks for a one game, get the seventh spot. Um, the Hawks are three games back, and they win one game to make up those three games. Like to me, that just doesn't like I get why the NBA does it. Fan interest keeps teams from tanking because now if you're sitting at that 12 spot, you still have something to play for. Um, Money-wise, you get more playoff games, more TV revenue, all those things. Like, I get why the league does it. But logistically, how can a team make up three or four games in one game played? Like, it just – what's the – like, you play 82 games in a season. You have all that time to make up for it. And you're four games back. And you get one game to be like, okay, this game's worth four games. Like – I mean, the Heat have absolutely nothing to gain from that game and everything to lose. Like, if you're the seventh seed or a, game, a team that has more wins, then all of a sudden you lose that game. You're playing in a game seven at that point. Like, you're in an elimination game when all this, like, you were a seventh seed. You had a yeah. five or six game lead on the last spot in the playoffs. Like, and in basketball, it's such a one bad shooting night, and you're, all of a sudden you're in that situation. Uh, you know, a couple things don't go your way in a basketball game. It's, especially going up like a player again, like Trey Young, you never know what he's going to do. There's sometimes you just, no matter what defense you play on Trey Young, he's going to have one of those nights where you just can't stop from, from deep. So I think logistically, I just, I, I, I hate it. I'd much rather just get me in the playoffs. Don't even have to worry about that. Um, 
I'd like to be matched up against the Sixers in the first round. I, I'd much rather be the Sixers than the Bucks, obviously, as most people would. Plus, I, I don't think the Sixers want to see the Heat. I really don't. As a they'd Sixers, rather want to see, they'd rather want to see the Heat than the top two teams. Well, which yeah, which is why they want to keep playing. I, I, I'd be fine with playing the Heat in a seven-game series. Who would you rather have, the Heat or the Knicks? Though, oh well, then that point easily the Knicks. The Heat or the Hawks? Hawks. The Heat or the Nets? Yeah, Nets. The Heat or the Cavs? Heat. Over the Cavs. Yeah. A young Cavs team that yeah. hasn't done anything. Yeah. Over Jimmy Butler. You'd rather play the Cavs. Yeah. I think or the, you'd rather I th- play the Heat I think the, Jimmy I Butler. think the potential for the Cavs is a bit higher than – I think their ceiling's a bit higher than the Heat's ceiling. Well, I think the Heat's floors higher, lower, higher, higher. I always forget how that term goes. <laughs> the Cavs' ceiling's higher. They have higher potential to do more damage, but – I don't know if I'm the Sixers. I want to stay as far away from Jimmy Butler as possible. I mean, that's probably gonna happen. They're probably gonna play each other in the playoffs. So, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait because we were talking about this on the morning no, show. No, because it's gonna be so annoying. Because was it the if, morning show or was it on this uh, podcast with Brian? I forget. It might have been with Brian on the one episode. I don't know. What I, you thought, what I you just saying? know we were talking about how I will love it. You will hate it. Well, no, it's going to be annoying because if because if the Sixers win, you're going to be like, yeah, you're not going to be upset about it or anything. But if the Heat win, you're going to be so insufferable for the week we have to do podcasts together. Hey, welcome to my world no. every day with how this Philly sports teams no. have been. No, yes, no. What, how do you think I am? Like when you're a Yankees fan, you don't have any room, any sort of ground to stand on for being annoying when it comes to fan bases. I'm well aware of that. I'm also aware that Ohio State fans are absolutely annoying. And? But are you And? Su- what other team? And Duke, yeah. I, yeah. Forget. I forget. I'm honestly switching more towards West Virginia in terms of, like, if they were to play right now, wow. I think I, I don't know. I don't wow. know. Wow. Look at look I've at- watched them play so many times now, and, like, I've seen, like, it's, yeah. um, obviously, I'll probably, like, I'll be rooting hard for Duke when they make the tournament, too. But, um, but you're not surrounded by them is the thing. At this particular radio station, surrounded by Yankees fans. There's two of us. Pretty loud, pretty loud group. You and Anissa are. She carries. She carries most of the weight of being. Especially yeah. playoffs last year. Yeah, um, I had no faith in beating the Astros. I wanted to play the Astros because I was like, "You got to beat the best to be the best." Um, I wanted the revenge. I thought that'd be a super exciting series. It wasn't. Uh, we got swept. We deserved <laughs> to get swept. The Astros were clearly the better team, clearly the best team in baseball. Um, yeah, I mean that 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 that's with the Yankees. But I mean, when you open up social media, what do you, what do you see? Is your feed all all Yankees? Is it all Ohio State? Is it all Duke? It's Philadelphia beat reporters. There you go. They're beat reporters. They're not annoying fans. They're not. I know, but being from the same area as you. Mine also are like I see everybody retweeting that I see everybody reposting that I see all everybody I know saying all of those things because I'm from the same exact area as you where everybody's Philly fans so yeah. I'm literally surrounded by it to yeah. the point where it is worse for me. It's your own fault. Philly, it's it's your own fault for not being one of us. It's your own fault. I'm proud that I'm not one of you. Mm. I would never want to be mm. one of you. Mm. Um, 
the entire country except Philadelphia looks at Philly and say, you guys are not very good people. Um, and not all of you are bad people, but I think of most cities you have a very large percentage of you that aren't great people. You could argue that about any fan But base. I think you guys have a one no, of the largest be- percentages. Because they are the ones that get the most attention. Fairly or unfairly? It's pretty fairly. No. No, it's not. You're top three in percentage of really bad fans. Again, fairly or unfairly. It's pretty fair if you're a bad fan or not. Just be good. How are they bad fans? How are you're telling me that you're telling me that Philly doesn't have some really bad fans? No, we do, but so does every fan base. The fact and if anything, the Yankees fans are even way worse. I'll give you that. Yankees fans are worse than Philly, like Phillies fans, when it comes to baseball. I'll give you that one. But New York, in general, as a whole city, worst fan base. No. Yes. No. Yes. Because most of them are Yankees fans, and then the losers go to be Mets fans, who are arguably just as bad. No way. Yes, Mets fans are just yes, as bad. Yes, they are. No. Yes, they are. Just because you don't like a team doesn't like take all like j- from our from interactions. Yes, they are almost just like as bad. I absolutely hate North Carolina. Do they have bad fans? No. Like they don't. Like, I, I'll admit that I'll step out of, I'll take, do I agree with things that they say? Absolutely not. Do I get annoyed by the things that they say? Sure. Are they bad fans? No, they're not. <laughs> I, I'm a Duke fan. I'm also willing to admit, most Duke fans, some buttholes out there. Like, <laughs> like I'll admit that Philly has a lot of buttholes in their sports fans. You can, Again, you can make the argument for But they any- have more than most cities, is what I'm trying to say. They are top three. I don't on, think they're three. On whose ranking? You hear athletes talk about it all the time. Basically, any athlete that's not in Philly absolutely hates Philly. Stop being soft. <laughs> being soft doesn't mean that you can be a butthole. You can be a, you can be a passionate fan base without being buttholes. That's weird, man. That's I, I I can't really discuss this all with you because you're from the same area. It, 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 it hurts me a little bit inside. Yeah, and I see it like as someone that's not a fan, like I I see the things that you're not seeing because you're a fan of the team. I see what you mean, though. They're clearly a top three fan base that has the most. In your opinion. In most people's opinions. Okay. Which makes it pretty legit. Mm, no. It's because it's just an opinion. An opinion can never be. Uh, more than just an opinion. Okay, but I'm saying that most people will agree with the fact that they are a top three, probably top two, worst fan base, which is my point, is saying that they... Do you say that? Are we the worst fans? I don't know. My thing is, I think Boston fans are the... probably have the most. Because they could... But but my thing is, they've won a lot, so like the things that they're saying are kind of like... Well, shoot, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, Boston fans. Like, Well, they should be in for a dry period for a little bit there. Hopefully. So. I mean, you'd think, but. Praying. <laughs> they haven't had, I mean, Praying. you got the Celtics that look like they might be able to spark together a new mm-hmm. dynasty. So they're yeah. locked up for a while with their players. But I would say Sixers fans. Sixers fans talk like they are Boston fans, but they haven't won anything. Like I you would say that like this based year. Off, like they based are off, so. <laughs> The, 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 uh, it's crazy because Sixers are 38 and 19 and in their 
in the like five years since the process ended and whatnot, it's their best stretch. Like at All Star Break, that's their best record that they've had. Um, <laughs> yet the like the amount of people are like excited. It's just so low because they know who's coaching the team and what they tend to do in the playoffs. It's actually it's it's really funny to me. That's because you also have the arguably the two best teams in the NBA also in the conference. Uh, yeah, that's a point. That's a part of it, but it's still also second round has been the ceiling for this team. Well, yeah, technically it's been the ceiling for this team. Or right, would it be the floor? No, it would be the floor because they have the ceiling to win the championship. But they just <laughs> anytime second round, okay. Guess but we'll I'm, lose. I'm just—it's because there's two. Like if you were to be the second best team in the East, then you're expecting a conference. Finals. See, even if they were the best team in the East, I, it would still be the same. Like until you they ha- until the the thought like for the fan base of the Jiggers, it's literally just doesn't matter till the playoffs. Like that's that's the overwhelming uh thought process of this team this year it's like we don't really care until the until the playoffs because we've had our hopes high for from pretty good regular seasons the past couple of years just end like that my 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 thing that i was about to say with phillies um is they talk and like if you if you didn't know anything about sports you just listen to how phillies fans um like talked it would sound like that they have all these championships. Oh, you are so full of it. You are so full of it. The way that the Eagles were talking this year, like Eagles fans were talking, Phillies fans are talking, how you demand championships. Like, What do you mean demand championships? Like we're j- they're supposed to be given to us on a silver platter? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are saying this Eagles season was a major disappointment. That the, they should like The way it ended, yes, a very big disappointment. The this, ride, the ride to that? No, people are. Was the season a disappointment? It'll be looked at as a disappointment. Was yeah. it a disappointment? It'll be looked at as a disappointment. That's the issue. Like, you were up ten at halftime in the Super Bowl and you lose. You're going to be happy with losing the Super Bowl? No, I'm not saying you should be happy. But when you look back on the season, what the Eagles did, hey, we had a yeah. Heck like of a I season. said, the ride to get there was fun, but in the end, you were up ten. You blew. You blew the Super Bowl. You blew the Super Bowl. I wouldn't say you blew the Super Bowl. They were up 10 at halftime. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl. You were up 10 at halftime. You blew the Super Bowl. But you were up 10. They had the ball. They blew. You're up 10 at halftime with a team that has the ball. They blew the Super Bowl. So you can basically make that you're up three at that point. They blew the Super Bowl. When possessions were were EV. They blew the Super Bowl. They blew a 10-point lead. Simple as that. They blew a 10-point lead. They had a 10-point lead with an extra possession because they started with the ball. After the first possession of the second half, when possessions were, the amount of possessions were easy, discrediting the Eagles' they last one the where they had to they throw it up. The Super Bowl. It was a three-point lead with possessions were easy. Yeah, they blew the Super so Bowl. So a three-point having a three-point lead in the third quarter was is blowing t- the Super Bowl. Yeah, because they had a 10-point lead at halftime. And That's they not lost. blowing anything. Yes, it is. You have a 10-point lead. You have the lead in halftime. You have a lead 30 minutes into the 60-minute game, and then you'll lose it. You lost the Super You blew the a Super A 10-point game is still a close game. Still a lead. Still a 10-point lead. Oh, okay. So, okay. Wow. They blew the Super That's, Bowl. They right. blew the Super Bowl. So, a, a team a team in football, they score on the first possession, go up 7-0, then they lose 49-7. It's Did the they blow Super that Bowl. game? Yes. If they, yeah. So, you went up 7-0, and then you lost 49-7. No, no. You in the, the halftime, no. You said you had a lead in the Super Bowl. You had a lead in the Super Bowl. At halftime, you were up 10 
10 you points at halftime is a close game. You're still a lead at halftime, and you'll you'll lose. You're up one you at halftime. The Chiefs have you the ball lose. coming you, out. They had three possessions in the second half on offense. They scored a touchdown on one of them. Okay, that's football. That's blowing the game. The defense couldn't get a stop. And again, this the is, defense could not stop the Chiefs in the second half. That's a that, they blew the game. This it's is, simpler than that. This is once again the expectations you have set, expecting your team to score every possession and stop. No, the Chiefs expectation offense. was to win the game, to not to and score. And they played pretty freaking well in the game. It's just Patrick Mahomes played a little bit better. Did their defense play well? First half, did their, absolutely. Did, did their defense play well? First half, yes. No. Second half, no. Uh, that was Patrick Mahomes' no. clinic. They did not play well at all. First the defense, half? The defense did not play well. How many points did the Chiefs have in the first half? How many points? Collective did they, as a whole. How many? How many points? The the goal on defense is to not let them score. How many points did they? And what did they do? How many uh, points? Talking, how many points did they give up? Are we talking the first half? How many points? We're talking the whole game. We're talking the whole game. How I'm many points did they give up? The first half right now. I'm asking I for the said, whole game. How much? Answer my question first. How man? many points did they let Answer up? my question first. Fourteen. They let fourteen in the first half, right? Yeah, and they had they had a how ten many point, of them came from the Chiefs' offense? They had a ten point Seven. Defense played pretty well. If you let Patrick Mahomes score seven points in the first half, thirty-one points. That's a great. That's a great defensive effort for him. That should be applauded. That that should deserve to give a defensive coordinator head coaching job for that. When you play the season that you did and had the best, base statistically the second best defense in the NFL all season long and in the playoffs, yeah, I'd say that defense, defense that didn't, that defense that didn't show up had no sacks, had no forced turnovers, just let the Chiefs run it down them the entire against time. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. In the Super Bowl game where they stepped up and made adjustments in the second half and absolutely just took over. And the defense made adjustments in the second half, too, else. because clearly they were going to have to adjust and they didn't do that in the game. They did, but the adjustments that... They did not make adjustments in the game. Okay, so you called up the Eagles and you, you, you saw that they didn't change it's a single thing. It's clear that they didn't do anything They didn't different. change a single thing. It's clear that they didn't. You actually believe that they didn't change anything from Nothing the first at half all. to the... Not they didn't do anything you gotta, different. You, you they gotta seriously be everything. kidding me. They didn't do anything. Look at the second half compared to the first half. They did nothing different. They you got shelled. They got shelled. So you think they sat there at halftime and said, "We're good." They pretty much. They didn't do anything different. And if they did, it didn't do enough. It's just what they changed didn't work because Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are still okay, one step ahead of Here's a thought: them. If it didn't work, switch it up again. I'm sure they did. And look what happened. They got out coached, outperformed by the best coach. They in the, got out by the best coach and in the outperformed league, by the best offensive coach in the league and the best quarterback skill wise that we've maybe ever seen they in the league. Oh, I thought you said skill position. Uh, no, best the best quarterback skill wise that we've ever seen. They in the blew league. the game. They still blew the game. If you want to, if you actually want to think that a ten point they lead at halftime against Patrick Mahomes they is blowing the game. The game. Philly fans for you. That's mm, that's yeah. the mind. That's exactly mm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, having the expectations of, I don't know. I mean, you can't even applaud your defensive coordinator for practically getting you guys to the Super Bowl. Like yeah, he got I'm you not, there. I'm not. I'm not applauding Jonathan Cannon. Like that's crazy. This no. is why Philly, nobody likes man. Philly fans. This is why. Like, give the man his flowers. He no. got you to a Super no. Bowl. No, no, not giving Jonathan Cannon his flowers. All no right, way. I, I mean. He literally got you to a Super Bowl. I don't really know what else you. I mean, yeah, you could. Did he have the best game in the Super Bowl? No. The biggest game Would of you his have life. Been there? Would you the have been there? Would you have been there without him? No. No. There were many games. Not necessarily him. 
the talent of that defense. He benefited from the so talent. Then, so he then why? Benefited from the so then why aren't you blaming the talent of the defense? For I am the up. defense. The, I. You would not. Game? You would not have been there. You would not have won your division. You would have been a wild card team. You would not oh, have been in the playoffs. Stop it. Without oh, that defense. Stop it. Because the reason the reason your offense works so well is because you're able to get stops on defense and run out clocks, <laughs> and you know it's true. Stop. The man. running game works so well oh, and efficiently. When you were getting stops, you get a lead. Your offense is because it's impossible to stop that Eagles offense, but they don't play well from behind because they methodically move the ball, which is great. And when you have the defense that they had in the regular season. You got a lead. You methodically moved the ball. You can't stop them. It was great complimentary football. That's textbook complimentary football. Everyone sees it. That's what you did all season when it didn't work were your losses. Washington, your defense wasn't able to get stops. Your defense didn't step up in that game. Your offense couldn't play from behind because, you know, Washington had the ball the majority of the game. The Colts game. They won. Same, they won, but it was the same type of thing. They were able to pull it out in the end with a, with a long drive like they did. Because their defense was able to get a stop for their offense. Cowboys to go Saints down game. Score. Cowboys Saints game. The what? What what happened in the Cowboys Saints game? The Cowboys Saints game. Yeah, against the Cowboys and the Saints, also two losses. Honestly, I didn't watch the Cowboys game. Which one? Was that the Christmas Day one that yeah. they lost? Yeah, you didn't get stops. Like, no, I'll we had a backup that. quarterback in the game for both those games. Cool, and. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, that was probably a different outcome, both of those games. What about the first game when they had Cooper Rush? Is that a different outcome if they have Dak? Maybe. Like, that, that's football. Like, that's literally football. <laughs> the Eagles played perfect complementary football all year and relied on their defense heavily just as much as they relied on their offense. But without one of those two, they don't get there. Because of the complementary football that they played, both the offense and the defense relied on each other. When one of them didn't show up, the other one struggled a little bit. Things didn't go right. Not like not like a team like the Chiefs that is so reliant on their offense where they don't really need the great defense. Like that that also has its weaknesses, but the way that the Eagles played, without their defense, they wouldn't have gotten there. Yes, without their offense, they also wouldn't have gotten there. But the fact that Gannon was able to put together defense in a scheme like that for majority of the weeks of the NFL, obviously, yes, it's impossible to almost play a perfect game every week in the NFL, but 10 or 11 of them, he put together a pretty dang good scheme to pull out a win, set their offense up, play the complimentary football like they played all season to get to the Super Bowl. Did he have his good performance in the Super Bowl? No. The Was one he performance up, you need him to have a great performance. But you wouldn't have had the opportunity to even perform in that game if it wasn't for him. I'm not saying that I you disagree. should be proud of the performance that you had with him in the Super Bowl, but the way that they played, he set you guys up to even get there. Something that Philly does not – it doesn't happen that often. Like, maybe recently you've had more success. Great. Like, but that's the point I'm saying is he set you up to even get there, an opportunity that Philly doesn't even get that often. And, yes, he didn't coach the best game of his life in the Super Bowl, but everyone is automatically forgetting everything he did in the regular season, the people that he was going up against on that side of the field – and like the opportunity that Philly does not get very often is all of a sudden thrown out the window. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know. If if Miami would have made the Super Bowl, I would have been like, wow. They could have blown a 21-point lead. Would it have been disappointing? Yeah. What a run. What a season. Holy crap. Let's go do it next year. 
I disagree with your thought process on how you would view that thing. I think Duke, the Zion Williamson year. Duke is there every. It feels like they're there every but that, year. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm comparing that year was an absolute disappointment that they lost in the Elite Eight. Yes, wasn't embarrassing. Yes, wasn't unacceptable. Yes, that season one of the best seasons I've ever watched. I am thankful for that season that I got to watch Zion Williamson, the number one, the number two, the number three, and the number five recruit all play on the same team together. Like, be like Philly fans aren't grateful for anything that they just got to watch this season because that they, is they didn't get it done. No, you're just saying the season's a disappointment. It didn't matter because you lost at the end overall season. But there's not. It's not like we're saying everything about it's a disappointment. The season as a whole was it a disappointment? It stinks. Yeah. I, w- I would see I don't I and that's where we that's where we disagree that's and I'm saying most sports fans look at how Philly's mindset is in that way and like it's a bad look it's a bad how look is it a bad look that you want to win that we want to win wanting the win and being delusional are two different things how's it being delusional because it's very clear and obvious that you guys had like the best season that you might have ever had and they didn't win case yes apparent. They didn't win. They didn't win. And that sucks. That absolutely sucks. Then how can sucks. that be the best season we've ever had if we can't win? That's a that's contradicting itself. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the Warriors they, the, are the best season they should have won. 73 and 9 Warriors. That's the best season everyone's ever seen. It is. Yeah. 73 and, and 9 lo- Warriors. And they lost. Yeah, and that sucks. Guess what? That will still be the best season that anyone has ever seen when you look back on it. And that is lost. the best and that sucks. I am admitting that. No one talks about the 73. Everybody and nine does. I hear that, that all know, the time. Want to know, know what it said? It's they blew a 3-1 lead to LeBron James. That's uh, that's all anyone remembers about that team. No. Yeah. Literally. 3-1. We were 3-1. Just, you want, go, everyone go listen to the back the Hooping podcast I was talking about. The conversation around the 73-9 and nine Warriors is how they were already so good. Best team that you know the league's ever seen. Then they add a player like Kevin Durant. Like that's the – when you hear 73-9 and – you always hear that about, like Kevin Durant joining the yeah, seventy three nine Warriors. Yeah, they got better. Yeah, but you hear that you don't hear it. Wow, he joined the the team that blew the playoffs, the team that lost blew a three one lead. Kevin Durant didn't join the team that blew a three one lead. Kevin Durant joined the seventy three and nine Warriors. That, That's what you hear. That blew a three one lead. But you don't hear that. But it's still true. And it is. But you, everyone remembers the seventy three and nine. Yes, people talk about the blown three one lead. The, Three yes, one leads the that biggest LeBron thing James. they talk about. But How when, is it not the biggest thing you could talk about during that team? They blew a three one lead in the NBA Finals, and they lost. How's that not synonymous with seventy three and nine? It gets talked about. It does. But when you talk about Kevin Durant joining the team, what is mentioned more? Do you ever hear anyone say Kevin Durant joined a team that blew a three one lead in the finals? LeBron James. Do you have you ever heard anyone say that? That is. <laughs> Did you ever hear? Do you ever hear uh, people say? But we Steph know Curry's, what that team did. We're not. We know what that team did. We know that they lost in the about. finals. Do you ever hear? Do you and ever that's hear what Steph their Curry, legacy is. Do you ever they, hear Steph that's Curry what get the called the MVP? The MVP that blew a three-one lead to LeBron James. No, he's called the unanimous no, MVP. He's the unanimous MVP with a seventy-three. And they still season. lost, and that's all that they remember from that no, team. No, obviously it's not. If he people talk about the Warriors as the seventy-three and nine team, because they blew a three-one lead. That is why. <laughs> That's all. So then, why don't they talk about the three-one lead? Why wouldn't they call it the team that blew a three-one lead rather than the 70, 73 Because the fact team. that it was seventy-three and nine. No, they're giving their yeah. flowers to the team that was seventy-three and nine because 
Steph Curry was able to win a unanimous MVP while going 73 and 9. Kevin and Durant was still Kevin lost. No, and that is crap. what they remember. That is what most people remember. Then why don't they call it the team that blew a 3 1 lead? They're remembering them for the 73 and 9 wins. That's what they're known for. That's what they're called. But <laughs> they're but what are they most known for? So then why don't people what call What are they most known for? Why wouldn't no you one's call gonna them call the them that? Why no not? one's gonna call them the three one lead. Because that's more an indictment on them. That's, that's not why is they this, call it that. Is this Eagles team going to be known as the team that blew a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl? Or is this Eagles team going to be the, the team that won the division, absolutely dominated, had Jalen Hurts, like, the most complete team of football? They're just going to call it the 2022 Eagles. Yeah, that was pretty freaking good. That yeah, was the best and team they in lost. The and they lost. If that's what Philly fans want to look at, you can absolutely look at that. That's but, all that matters. They lost the most important game. They lost. I'll remember this come Philly time, 76ers time when you said, I'll be happy with a, with an Easter Conference Finals appearance. Because because they haven't shown they could do that. I I know the Eagles can win a Super Bowl. I'm fortunate enough to see one in my life. So many people. It took 50, 60, 70, 80 years for some people to see that before. I know that the Eagles are capable of doing that. And they didn't do it. And that's an indictment on them. It is, but that's not what they're going to be remembered for. Yeah, I could guarantee you. They're By Philly fans? Absolutely. No one's going to remember that the Eagles made a Super Bowl this year in 20 years' time. They're just going to look at it, Patrick Mahomes winning. Fairly so. He won his second Super Bowl. They're going to talk about the Chiefs winning. They're not going to talk about the Eagles team that they beat unless you're in Philadelphia. I'll remember. Everyone remembers the Panthers the 2015 Panthers team for being 10 and two or what was it 14 and two 15 and one 15 and one yeah they ended up six or they had two losses at the end when you see the record ended up being 15 and one Cam Newton's best season you see that team talked about all the time but you don't ever like you don't remember them for losing the Super Bowl this to was a 15 Manning. and one team that was Cam Newton's MVP yeah it was super Cam took the world by storm yeah but that's that's what I'm talking about like the same thing with that Warriors. Did they blow the 3-1 lead? Yes. Does that get brought up? Yes. Does Cam Newton's not diving on that fumble get brought up? Yes. Like, that game gets brought up. Where they disappoint. Because they faced Peyton Manning? They, no. They faced an incredible defense. Everyone talks about that 2015 Broncos You faced defense. the best offense in the league, the Eagles. The the. The Warriors, that, faced, no, the Warriors the, faced LeBron the 20, James. Fifth, the 2015 Broncos. All right, I thought let's check them what time. The 2015 Broncos are regarded highly almost in the same category as the 2000 Ravens and the 85 Bears, like that level of defense. And Patrick so Mahomes is bring it regarded as the best quarterback of all yes, time. Yes, but, but there's nothing from this Chiefs team that is regarded as as the whole team as being something special. Like you're not – like, yeah, this Chiefs, the 2022 Chiefs, obviously you're something special. But in NFL lore, they're not – they won't have a name like the greatest show on turf or – the legion or boom something like that that's not because they don't have a cool nickname that doesn't mean no that they don't have something i'm not trying to say historic because they obviously do. they have a top two historic. coach of all time and a top two quarterback of all time where's this okay are you gonna rank this chiefs team as one of the all-time greats no but i'll rank the two most important things for an offense to be high scoring both in the top two all time so i'd actually give it the duo the offensive duo is the quarterback and coach is the number one duo of all time. This quarterback duo? Andy Re Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Number one offensive coach and quarterback duo of all time. What do you mean offensive coach? So like an offensive minded head coach. Like okay. a, like a yeah, play caller. Play caller 
play caller and but at that point no one's gonna say that it's it would it <laughs> yeah the way it's gonna, gonna be say, talked about it's gonna be it's head it's gonna be head coach it's gonna be coach and quarterback duo you have the best that's what they're gonna impor- call it. the most that's position what call the it. most important position on the field they had the best player of all time the most skilled player of all time the most important position on the field, the position that impacts winning the most. They had the best. What, what Chiefs team is going to be talked about more? This one or the uh, for um, or their first ring together? Their first one because it was the first. Because it was the first. Yeah, I agree. They're not going to hold the what might be what is confirmed their second ring together as highly as that first one because it was the first one. But that has nothing to do with the skill of the team. You could argue that the first one. But that's was not than why they're going to remember it. They're going to remember it because it's the first. Like if the Eagles would have won the Super Bowl this year, this team was way better than last year's. Which one are you going to remember more? The underdogs, the first one. Yeah, because it's the first one. That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the skill of the team. It just the, they're going to remember it because it's their first one. It's. Uh, they're not. You're not. <laughs> So you're saying, okay, yeah, there, no one's going to remember, remember this Do you remember every single uh, – well, yeah, you do. But do you remember, like – do people remember every single ring Montana had or Brady had or – Not in our generation, but the people that watch them, yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah I, guess, I guess generational differences every, are different. Every Brady – every ring that I watched Brady win, I remember. I guess generational, it does matter more. Like when you, if you were to ask someone that's 50, 60 years old, do you remember all of Montana's rings that they're a football fan? They'll say, yep. But then you have to ask them which one means more. <laughs> probably the, fir- like of all fans, it would probably be the first one. But then you get to the point where, okay, you start to win so many that like that first one might not mean as much. But like when it's just between one, two, maybe three, that first one's obviously going to mean more. Like you can ask Bra- like Brady fans, which one probably means the most. It would have been the first one until that twenty-eight to three. Then that one probably means the most because that's when he like it really solidified like wow Tom Brady. But up until that point, what was that? His fourth, fifth, fourth? No, it was his fifth because he got two more after that. He got one against the Rams and then one. Yeah, against, fifth. Okay. It was his fifth. That's when he solidified. Fourth like, was Legion of Boom. Yeah, that's when he solidified of like the okay, yeah. Yeah, that one solidified his status. Yeah, at that point. I'm just saying that the situations aren't that much different. The world will remember this Eagles team for being really good. Like they won't crazy remember, good. They're not going to remember this Eagles team. I think they will. You hardly remember a Super Bowl loser. That Falcons team was pretty dang good. Well, because they the blew Panthers a 20. Team. You remember the Falcons because they blew a 28-3 to three the lead. Panthers the team Panthers team, really team you remember good. because of Super Cam. The Legion of Boom is really good. Because it's the Legion of Boom and they won it before. I'm going to remember this Eagles team for being probably the most complete team I've ever watched. That's how I'll remember the Seagull team. The Rams team that lost to the Patriots, that was a heck of a team that did everything on both sides of the ball. They had that 50-point game. You remember the no call? Yeah. The 50-point game that the Rams had early in that year against the against the Chiefs. Plus, that defense was really good. You saw it in the Super Bowl. Like That was a complete team. People remember that Rams team for things that they did in the season. People remember the Seagulls team for being one of the most complete of all time. I think that remains to be seen if people remember that it will like it will we'll look back on this in our area yeah well yeah nationally i don't know i think it will i think it'll just be more thought of oh 
If nationally team Patrick ball- Mahomes and Andy Reid get their second one. I remember that Eagles 49ers team. team, rookie Nick Bosa. Things like that. Like that defense was I legit. Don't, <laughs> I don't really remember that 49ers team. You don't remember that run they went on at all? I remember some games that they play, but no, there's nothing specific about the 49ers. I'm like, oh, wow. They also blew that Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's people just talk about Patrick Mahomes. They don't talk about the 49ers blowing the Super Bowl. They talk about the 49ers being a really good team. Patrick Mahomes won his first Nationally, Super Bowl. Nationally, yeah, but I'm sure 49ers fans talk about, oh, we blew that Super Bowl. But I still think they also give the credit for a great season. Maybe. I think they do. I, I'd and be willing I'd to bet that they do. We don't know. We're not, you can we're be upset with fans. you can be upset with losing and still give your team the credit they deserve in the season. Give the credit the season that give credit to the season that they had. And that's something that, like I said, there's positive things to take away from it. Obviously, the biggest one being Jalen Hurts is a quarterback of the future. He is a franchise quarterback, He's a top five quarterback in the league. But ultimately, his coming out party came on a disappointing end. I mean, if that's what Philly fans want to focus on, that's what you guys can focus on. But I think there's a lot other things. You can absolutely be as upset as you want at the Super Bowl, but to take for that to take away from everything else that the Eagles did in the season. Yes, it is because that's the lingering legacy. They lost. There's no second Lombardi. There's no parade. There's no Super Bowl champion banner. There's no rings getting out. They lost. I don't know. Won the division. One seed. Won the lost NFC. Lost the Super Bowl. Convincingly. Lost the Super Bowl. If that's what Philly fans want to focus on, that's what they can focus on. But, wow. This one it actually ended up being a, a, a decent conversation at the end there. That, that turned out to be pretty good. And we met our time, which I was worried about. But um, I'm glad. I hope people tune into this one. Because this yeah. was good. This was a good conversation. Uh, back and forth. Respectfully back and forth. Oh, yeah, that was, that was ne- definitely one of our best. It's never in jest. It's never personal. It's all love here for yes, the two guys is. from this city of brotherly <laughs> love. This has been the TNT Podcast. Thanks for listening.